You're listening to Almost Diplomatic, DC-based podcast that discusses geopolitics, national security, a whole bunch of nonsense over beers. And as a disclaimer, the views and comments made during this episode are those of the participants and do not represent any entity that they volunteer with or are employed by. Enjoy! Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Diplomatic. I'm your host, Ryan Young, and joining me this evening is... Lex Cardone. Sean McGuffin. And we're recording on November 14th, 2019. So we're back. Welcome, Sean. Uh, your first time on. You told me not to come on so many times. I thought... Well, I'm so worried. Well, it's mostly... I mean, I do think this is a favor to Colleen, mostly. She's like, just get him out of the house. Like, get him something to do. Like, he, he sucks at making friends because he's pathetic. Everyone I introduce <laughs> Colleen to then ends up liking Colleen more. And it's really starting to bother me. <laughs> Maybe it's you. Just That's saying. my point. Yeah. Anyway. Well, you hate to see that, but <laughs> you do. You do I, but mean, it's awkward. So I, I, I mean, I'll you know, I'll make sure that she's out of the picture by you know the end of the month. So you know, I'm working on it. I'm well, I, I still need her for a nuclear security event. So once your you... podcast fame kicks off, then you're good. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Good point. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, this will be the launch of my career. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm very excited to be on. Sorry, I got a message. Uh, I'm seeing there's uh, might be able to get Eric Church tickets this week for this weekend. Sorry, so relevant. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. Wait. Anyway, anyway, I'll cut that out or I won't. Anyway, so what we're talking about um, today for this episode, we'll talk about uh, Huawei, the Chinese telecommunications company, and kind of how their business dealings and stuff they want to do and their expansion kind of uh, you know has people worried. But you know, as per usual, before we get to that, get to our beers. And today we're drinking. Potomac IPA from Smoketown Brewing Station. That smells good. Hmm. I like that. I like that a lot. I'm res- confused. <laughs> How? I don't know if I like it or don't. Take another sip. Yeah. Right. There's, a, there's a whole can. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, no shit. It's kind of thin on the back. Like, it's good. Yeah. It's very drinkable. Yeah. yeah. But it kind of dies as it goes down. It's, well, a, it's a low-impact IPA. Well, yeah. as someone who's not the... Uh, I like only a, a couple IPAs. That's an IPA that, because it does die pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, And it it's, has kind of like a like a pretty big flavor in the front as far as mm-hmm. almost like being like very full volume. And then goes away. I I like that because it yeah. doesn't overbitter me. It's like Italy during World War Two. It starts out really well, and then it just. When did womp. Italy start out well at any? They conquered Ethiopia, which was a very resource-rich territory, and then after that, boo. I mean, I mean, <laughs> hey, the trains ran on time until the bitter end. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Well. So I mean, yeah, but still, I don't know. They conquered them in like what thirty one or something. That's the, yeah, after failing thirty years before. But yeah, really. Uh, well, what are you it's gonna do? Thing. What are you gonna do? So, so what are we thing. rating this? And I don't forget. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'd give it like a four, maybe. I'd give it a two. Really? Yeah. yeah, I would give it a four as well. I like it. Really? Yeah. Well, okay. I'll, I'll give it a for IPAs. Yeah. Three and a half. Just three and a half. That's easy. Yeah. yeah. Just to give you. You a just little. don't want to match me, don't you? No, it's not. It's just like it's like he's a wide. Very... I threw. I was the uh, wide variant that threw off here. Yeah, average a bit. Fair. Yeah, and even though it's not average, because you know math. Because math. Because math. 
That's we love math. No, we're not. We're foreign policy. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> like, yeah. like none of me, us are good at math. <laughs> give me the numbers, and I'll be like, okay, is this bad or yeah. good? And then after that, um, we'll go from there. So yeah, mm-hmm. not bad. I, I do like it though. And they're from um, their breweries out in your Harvest Ferry. Okay, it's like on the Maryland side of it. Like it's solid. It's just like not what I was expecting in an IPA. It's like if that was a. Um, I don't know. It's it's, light, it was a, kind of like a bitter pilsner. It's like a light. To it's me. like a light IPA. A light IPA. I would exactly. Yeah. If it was if it was marketed as that, I would have rated it. Okay. Yeah. But if it was marketed some as something else, would you give it a higher uh, rating? Yeah. If it was a light IPA, whatever that I've never heard of that before, a light IPA. But if that was a thing, mm, fair. And it's probably not actually because that's about calorie counts and everything. But percentages. That's seven, seven, seven point four. Seven. Wow. Yeah. You don't taste that. Nope. <laughs> it's gonna sneak Danger up. Danger zone. <laughs> I think that should increase its rating. It'll personally. sneak up on you just like Huawei. <laughs> wow. Okay. But really, this segue <laughs> of the century, folks. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, definitely like the top top three for this year. Oh, easy. I would do our awards at the end of the year. <laughs> the Dun- our, our version of the Dundies. <laughs> yeah. I expect the Dundies. The Dipties. <laughs> We should actually That'd be there's something interesting. Something, yeah. something interesting. Everybody wears tuxedos and nobody can see us because this is a podcast. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it'll be in my apartment. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So like, it, it's kind of I want to talk about this for a little bit just because it keeps coming up in the news because mostly in Europe, countries like, oh we're, no, we're not going to do it. You know, the security concerns. And it's like well, maybe we will. You know, and I think yeah. it's mostly been so basically who, who somebody who's completely oblivious to all this stuff or just. Not away. It's for Yahweh. Yahweh. <laughs> that will happen several times. <laughs> I mean, it is the god of five G technology. So, uh, that's, and they're gonna steal it. Someone's like, someone's gonna listen. Like, write that down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Huawei wants to. I mean, there are large telecommunications coming from China, um, and they're kind of pushing their new five G technology, which is apparently very good and much cheaper than other comp- competitors. Mostly just because you know, I think Chinese government kind of can like pick up the slack a little bit the the cost but you know there's obviously many concerns regarding it being partially government owned what do you mean partially Partially okay okay yeah as all things in china are whatever percentage that is i don't know what that means but heavily government influenced because well it's the communist party of china yeah it i mean the entire chinese economy is basically state-run and almost like neo-mercantilist in structure even though it's a member of the wto it's like all about liberal like uh, liberal marketization and everything but uh yeah no there's not much daylight between private there are not nearly as much daylight between private corporations and the government as there are in the west which is essentially why the like u.s government said that we don't want anything to do with you because of or at least ostensibly because of the u.s or the the government to private industry ties and yeah. not wanting to then build essentially what is critical infrastructure yeah, well, well the u.s accused um huawei of basically the potential to provide backdoors into intelligence or intelligence gathering and what when whether or not that or whether or not anyone is aware of it or whenever the Chinese government wants, they can kind of pressure Huawei or not even pre- – maybe it's a, it's, a, <laughs> it's a mutualistic it's a mutualistic relationship. Somehow coerce. Coerce um, metadata um, in that way. And now it's – I mean, there's no proof of that, but it's – there's just very little 
oversight or anything that can prevent any sort of malfeasance. But like in the all the articles that you read about Huawei and the whole, uh, you know, tit for tat back and forth between them and the United States government, they never say that evidence is ever produced. But whenever you have a security breach, uh, especially of a severe nature, you never say, "Oh, this is exactly where we found them." Yeah, or this you is can't how we found them because then. Whenever I hack you again, I know where not to so go. So there probably is evidence, but in order to publicly release that evidence, you'd be basically giving away your your strategy and your the the tools you had to gather that intelligence yeah, in the first place. Yeah, yeah. sources and methods. Yeah, so yes. you don't want to compromise those and that kind of that whole thing. Yeah, it, it's been a it's been an odd kind of back and forth for some countries. I mean, the U.S. has been anti it forever. I mean, I think and I think people. I think because of Trump, some people look at it like, oh, he's being ridiculous because like, it's like trade deal stuff. Because like, is this just a trade deal or is this actually, you know, act of espionage or exhibiting control or what really is this? I I don't think that the idea that he's or that uh, President Trump is using this to as some part of a trade deal can be negated because, well, it's, you know, it's dealing with billions of dollars of trade with huge mm-hmm. companies. So I, I don't think that can be taken out. But at the same time, having a... Uh, a a partially government controlled foreign company build a infrastructure that will then be around for a couple decades in your country. Uh, m- you know that that means something, and you can't just negate that as a security. Uh, you can't negate that as a, as a security threat if you're looking at it from that standpoint. Yeah, but he seems to be looking at it from this is a. I mean, Huawei has this very advanced technology but we provide a lot of the circ um you know the sort of internal structures the that provide the, har- the hardware yeah. and the software that make it work so this is kind of a bargaining chip that the u.s has in order to pressure the chinese into maybe uh releasing more of china to u.s agricultural exports or automobile exports or so the question that a- what's going on in a lot of european capitals right now is yeah they don't fully trust china in anything but they also don't fully trust the u.s administration to fully um be transparent with what they know and what the data is and um in order so it's a lot and and then there are domestic political concerns within europe about you know what do we what do we expose our uh, our citizens to and what do we you know but by the fact of the matter is huawei is cheaper and better than anybody else like mm. this is in a open liberal market economy you would go with huawei 100 percent of the time oh yeah, and, yeah. That, and, with, that, and that's the main issue because it's just like if there was if it was any they're a company from almost any other nation there would probably be almost no issue at all yeah and then there's some countries because like you look at um you know there's npr had this great map saying i know how many countries are you know, banded or whatever it's like there's four mm-hmm. it's u.s new zealand australia and japan for you know um, Australia and, and um, New Zealand are part of the Five Eyes, so they're kind of like, okay, we don't want to. And do the that. Brits are still debating it, and well, they, Canadians what? as well. Canadian, yeah. Well, the, well, the Brits keep are so back well, and forth, like almost every. It feels like almost every other. Really, week. the people that can't decide upon Brexit. Yeah, the most critical <laughs> foreign policy discussion that they'll ever have. Like I think yeah. it was. Yeah. I think I know. I know a couple months ago, it was, I think it was a report from I think MI Five, which came like, hey, these guys are. It's a real security threat to have this. You know, and Theresa May's like, I'm not going to worry about this because I'm not going to be PM anymore. <laughs> it's funny that to me that Australia has already banned this, considering how much influence, Ch- I mean, China buys so many 
raw materials and minerals from them. Um, there's been a wide range of controversy in Australia about, uh, you know, China buying MPs. This kind of, like in, is in that China. a reason for them not wanting to? No, but it, going it's, further to that, right? It's it's just it's shocked me that they're the ones who have banned it, and the Brits are. Well, maybe they want to. Yeah, because I think I think a lot of countries view it. Like obviously, the U.S.'s perspective on some of the stuff is just that it's it's aggressive because the U.S. companies are de- are developing their own five G mm-hmm. stuff, and they're like, oh, okay, oh, the Americans are just trying to stop it because they want everyone to buy their stuff instead of buy the Chinese, and just like. That's a fair point you could make, I guess, but I think maybe Australia and New Zealand them are like, yeah, five eyes, and we're gonna stick with it, and we want yeah. like we like we trust you enough for this kind of stuff. We don't want to deal with, because that's that's the main issue. Because again, is spying mm-hmm. is is in like China. I mean, how many how how many times have they stolen that has Chinese intelligence stolen stuff and given to their their private companies? Mm-hmm. You know, lots. Yeah, uh, probably more than anybody knows. But like that's also there's. Also, the issue of brand trust, not yeah. not or recognition, but also trust. I mean, you look at Apple and they provide because one of the ways into that um, people are worried about Huawei uh, is these up these periodic updates that every tech company, Apple, Microsoft, whatever, puts through. Nobody reads the fine print um, and update it. Um, you typically, but most consumers will typically trust a company like Apple because they have this reputation going back for a while. They've, there was that, um, I don't mean to sound like an Apple booster. They have plenty of their own moral and ethical issues going on. But um, that issue with the uh, pulse shooter, Omar Mateen, yeah. uh, his, um, the FBI wanted to unlock his iPhone and there was a big pushback from Apple that went to the courts um, about, you know, this is, we, we don't allow. So there's, there's significant daylight between us tech companies and I mean, maybe not as much as we'd like as consumers, but I mean, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's something it doesn't that, exist in China and nobody, no, everyone knows that it doesn't exist in China. Yeah. So. I mean, if the U S if there is like some, it's been weird the last couple of years, with certain companies involved, like especially Google and like, Oh yeah. DoD, but it's like, but still if Apple, I remember that the whole pollster thing and yeah, they, they never opened the um, phone for them. Right. They just, uh, they just hired an Israeli, Israeli contractor <laughs> to, do, to do it. Yeah. yeah. So Get the also, Israelis to do it. But also, it's like, okay, Apple supports terrorism, but hey. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah, Joy does. Uh, at the, <laughs> although, at the same time, uh, an interesting argument I heard was that uh, the big problem with uh, Huawei is that they, don't, uh, that they don't have enough daylight between them and the Chinese government as almost any... Chinese company would, but then when you have other Chinese companies providing or building, you know, Apple phones, Foxconn, Mm -hmm. stuff like that, where, why isn't that an issue? And I think that, uh, the reason there's a concern and the, no government has provided any evidence to this, but why there is a concern and a significant concern is because this is, uh, building, you know, infrastructure. It's that if you have the Chinese government building a bridge Mm -hmm. and that they're going to continually update the bridge and, you might be able to see or detect what's in those updates or not. That then causes concern amongst people who then have to, you know, constantly use that bridge. And it was like the uh, the issue recently with Kaprinsky Labs or something. Uh, it was a, a, a yeah. probably mispronouncing it. No, it's Kaprinsky. Kapers- like, yeah, this is yeah. infor- unforgivable. But like, yeah. Um, you do you do this <laughs> the Russian antivirus software. Yeah, yeah, the antivirus software that was banned from U.S. government servers because of concerns about, you know, if push came to shove, would this company really? 
um, resist pressure from the Russian government? And the answer is obviously no. But there also isn't ev- any evidence that's that's ever been the case that the Russians have pressured them yeah, to I, I reveal remember, information. So, uh, or... I grew up in Annapolis, uh, right next to Fort Me, next to our NSA. So oh, I are be... you from Maryland? Yeah, from Maryland. Um, it's pronounced Merlin. Yeah. Maryland. As we all know. Yeah. Obviously, as we all should know and, and believe. But um, well, we're educating the masses one at a time. Yeah, I just, that's what this podcast is actually about. <laughs> is that uh, how many people listen to this one at a time? Literally one at yeah. a time. Yeah, especially just Alexis' mom. <laughs> <laughs> she's our biggest Hi, mom. Fan. <laughs> but seriously, um, she's great. Um, and then kind of growing up, they're like, you know, never get conversely. Like, why? Because Russians make it. You can't trust them. It was also like, you know, there's like, there's like Cold War people were also, but it's also, yeah. you know, there was legitimate, like, you know. But then you have it. the issue of like, oh, the Russians make it. You can't trust them. But, oh, the, you know, the Israelis make all this software and, uh, and well, You shouldn't whoever. trust them at all. I don't trust them. Well, okay. it's not about you. It's about, um, I guess, Cold how, War how stereotypes. How is it not about me? <laughs> I don't understand. About you. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Any of these companies, any even, company especially even American companies, yeah. yeah, well, even American companies yeah. deal with this kind of, you know, the the issue is access, really. Like, if yeah. you have access, um, if you're on the inside, it's worth a billion people studying about that from the outside. So, um, yeah, people yeah. question things. Yeah. Still, I mean, stealing data, doing all this stuff, because like you can use that to. Yeah, expose people, get build leverage on people, like whether they work for the government, work for some of the companies, you know, that kind of stuff. Because it's like the Chinese, you know, they like to have exert influence, but not in traditional ways. Right. Like not on Navy because the Navy's a fucking joke. But like they're working on it. I mean, yes, they are working on. They'll it. get there by the end of their by the uh, by twenty fifty. I'm sure. Before the ice caps melt. Yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah, it's it's, it's kind of just. It's and people make like, the the counter argument to a lot of stuff is like oh there's a company like you're overreacting or, oh yes because the the chairman of the company which used to be in the um, DOD or they used to be in some major thing. no it was the People's Liberation Army ah. I was gonna say PLO hold over from last week <laughs> yeah for the last but, episode uh, um, which go back and listen to it. but no it's you know, he was that and people can make the argument well, okay yeah he was but. Not every person who served in the military is, you know, the super devout, like, party man, kind of. Yeah. But it's like... The, the, it counter, the counter is, what about Amazon Web Services providing cloud computing for yeah. the U.S. government and yeah. the DoD? Sure. Like, what's, um, what's the difference there? Clearly, there's a significant difference in terms of mostly a Amazon's political a, difference. Amazon's a U.S.-based company. Amazon's a company, <laughs> yeah. And there's... there's um, safeguards and stuff obviously they're never gonna fully i mean we can we can we can, we can go access their stuff if google bends it. over for china they'll they'll bend over for us and same with uh, yeah same with amazon so yeah it, it's just like i think that the you know they, they have the best intentions but it's just like at any time they want they could change that idea and it's like even if the company is being legit say if the company is completely you know, straightforward right the china china's government can influence exhibit influence anytime they want mm-hmm. to get data to do things or like hey i want your services to slow down just a little bit for just, during, they, like maybe in the October leading the October period leading up to the election. Let's just or, or, yeah. not, or not even that. Say like you know, oh you know, the German government was you know I'm just not that they were. I'm just just use that example. Like, the German government has been um, you know, giving us grief, giving China grief over the, the Uyghur situation. Right. And China's like, wow, oh, that sucks. Maybe look, your five G network kind of sucks now. It's so bad. Maybe you should if you. Why are there internet outages going on in Dresden and? Yeah. All these. Yeah. So. Yeah. Essentially, the possible, it, 
essentially the possible capabilities of the Chinese government to exert influence over Huawei is is the major concern that uh-huh. that the you know us as regular people we don't see what governments are sharing between each other if they're sharing between each other no matter what whether it's five eyes or people outside that but because of what a government can do with access to that type of technology or access to a company that runs that technology that's the defining point really no matter what so yes but like i, I just gotta make a point of saying what the five eyes are because in case no one knows what that is yeah. uh, the five eyes are a basically a several country um conglomerate of, of intelligence sharing so it's the u.s uk canada australia new zealand and it's just so it's 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 it's, it's the u.s and then the commonwealth and the, basically the u.s is concerned that the brits are why whereas three of the five eyes have banned huawei uh you, uh, Canada and Great Britain have, are still debating it, and they're concerned that their information will be caught up in that if yeah. they don't. Yeah, yeah. If, if you're ever at bar trivia and they ask what are the four countries the U.S. doesn't spy on, those four that aren't the U.S. are the correct answer. We still probably spy on. Yeah, them. we do. But that's the correct <laughs> answer also, to they that never, they, bar trivia. It wouldn't be worth it. Maybe Britain, but like, eh, well, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, but no, yeah, exactly. So it's just kind of like. So as far as like al- like allies and that kind of thing goes, it's very concerning for us because it's like, oh, we, we so yeah. easily trade, not trade, but give them information. Like, oh, it's secure for us when we give it to you. It might not be. Well, maybe the five eyes shouldn't exist anymore. Yeah. Mm. Well, uh, in this crazy, messed up, data-driven world, who knows? Mm. Hundred eyes, two eyes, whatever. Um, yeah, well, that's the issue with, uh, I mean... The, uh, what is it? Um, something interesting that at least a lot of people uh, may not have known is that as far as what you can do with access to someone else's communications network, which is uh-huh. what's being talked about when people are giving uh, Huawei access and then possibly repercussions, is that, you know, look at Estonia in I think 2008 when the Russians went in and hacked a bunch of stuff. Uh-huh. They're, uh, you know, uh, a lot of their uh, leading figures came out and said it's essentially as if they you know, came in and did, did a bombing of U, of Estonian communications. Right. And that they effectively knocked out websites and telvi- television stations and things of that nature. And, and this they is, just did it with networks. And this is something that has been written about as far back as 99, 98, mm-hmm. 99. With, and this is before the Chinese were really regarded as a, a near-peer competitor to the U.S. But yeah. they've been thinking about this fighting asymmetrically, fighting, you know, using alternative means that kind of th- like aerial denial access, yeah. anti-access aerial denial everything beyond that is something that is hybrid in, warfare gray warfare like basically right. everything, everything the russians have been using all summer. these yes. buzzwords that yeah. the chinese have been working on for the last 20 25 years so and and back when you when the conversation first came up they were still talking about the russians but uh now it's more going towards the chinese again because of their capabilities and because we know how much technology they do have and you know yeah with, and they're if i built the system then i can probably find a way to break it if i really and, want yeah there's their state-supported actors are prop i mean are very good and they're probably very uh deniable just i mean cozy bear fancy bear whatever his name is they i mean winnie, the, sure, pooh. winnie the pooh i you don't say that censored in china <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, Man, they, our Chinese audience is going to go right away. Go. Actually, we, have, we actually sure. have a decent one. But like, um, yeah, I mean, you, you look at the you look at the problems that that comes with because you, you you look at what the Chinese have done of you know adapting their systems like the last couple of years. It's very much it's what it's what made them near peer. Mm-hmm. But also, the biggest thing is like they're the most wealthy authoritarian regime in the world. Yeah. So they have money to back most stuff. And it's why it's why my, it's probably I'm guessing either Huawei is that fucking great, where it's cheaper and better like that, or the Chinese are like okay, it's cheaper because we're we're off, subsidizing off. the shit out of it, yeah. and we're I mean that's the the gain is so much more than it, the additionally cost. they have access to less regulated labor and uh, resources they labor via they guarantee they, they yeah. and yeah. resources from countries that they've made very advantageous trade deals with. Yeah, they gain from having a almost yeah no the this state controlled monopolized economy within an open liberal you know market economy, and mm-hmm. they ha- get all the advantages from that and none of the drawbacks because they have access everywhere and almost instantaneous almost instantaneously. Yeah, it, it's 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 problematic. And the issue that I keep having coming back, or we keep coming back to, is like Europe, who are you know some of our closest allies, keep going back and forth on this issue. Like last month, Germany was just like, okay, we're definitely want to do like look like do this. And then this past week, the defense minister for Germany is like, well, I wouldn't get carried away. We're still thinking on it because you know the security implications. Yeah. And if and if like it, Germany, I feel is more po- problematic the long term than Britain, just because. The simple fact that Germany's like the is like you know the people you look to for for who's doing shit right in Europe. Right. Britain, like, you, like I think if they get close to it, I think they'll get the hammer from us a little bit. It'll be like, hey, you should uh shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, the amount of effort that China puts into these international institutions for a country that is very much focused. I mean, politically or. They've historically been very much so- uh, national sovereignty is key. We don't intrude on other people's national sovereignty because we don't other want other people intruding on ours. The amount that they put into these international institutions, the delegations that they send to yeah. these international organizations, the you know the amount that they kind of wrap their arms around. It's like this is how things need to be, and we're we're very pro this and that. That all kind of leads to this. Um, I mean, you know, the system benefits them because they don't have to play by the rules right now, and that's yeah, and they, we're gonna, they, you know, they play we're the gonna we're gonna play we're gonna play this. Yes, we're very much open society. All this, um, and we're gonna take advantage of that open society. But inside China, everything is completely closed. Well, they they play the game, and they're basically a giant. The the, the government's basically a giant corporation, so they're able yeah. to move resources in a very effective way that yeah. benefits statecraft that's the issue like i brought up earlier you know it's it's there's conditions to everything because they can i don't know how much they'd be able to influence different countries yeah, different I, points. I, basically I, like, oh so your uh your silver network seems to be down which seems problematic huh i it, hate to use um marxist dialectic here but it is a state capitalist regime and yeah it's it's the first one that's ever existed yeah in, uh, truly but um yeah so um, and like, like probably, so props to them for being like the professional assholes. They're doing a really good job of doing everything they're doing, but like it's just like it sucks for everyone else. And Europe's being stupid with it. Although, if you're if you're Europe and you've uh, especially after the whole Prism Snowden thing came out, mm-hmm. that you've seen how 
much uh, how the penetration of U.S. Uh, intelligence, and it meant that the U.S. intelligence did a really good job. Which, is, if you're like a U.S. intelligence fan, is you know double thumbs up. <coughs> but it means that if you're anybody else, then you're thinking, wow, or you know even U.S. citizens, wow, they've been able to intrude on my privacy a ton, which I'll personally subscribe to. Right. Then you're like, well. So the United States, the people that most recently I discovered have been hacking Angela Merkel's cell phone, mm. are now telling me I need to worry about privacy of a of another company. I I understand at least the hesitancy to jump on board something that the United States is saying because of lost credibility. So that actually it makes me think of something. So you look at okay, we keep looking at Germany and UK for Europe, but what about some other countries that you know are more far to the right? more authoritarian kind of leaning type hungry yeah exactly because you look at this what china has also been exporting has been surveillance uh technology so basically like facial recognition like like they're basically and they've been trying like ecuador had got it they're basically trying it out down there so it's like zimbabwe yeah, yeah. oh yes great always great oh, you know all these great you know really uh, classic liberal countries yeah for and actually fun fact about the chinese facial surveillance in zimbabwe their surveillance hadn't really been able to identify uh, uh, people of Af- black people or people of African descent. And so when they first went to Zimbabwe, it was thought as a way for them to then perfect that technology yeah. of understanding how to use computers to facially yeah. recognize people. Facial recognition. Yeah, it's, it's only... I'm sure the U.S. cops will be picking up that technology after they figure that one out. Well, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> it's... Too soon? Woof. Well, yeah, but we I mean... <laughs> Baltimore, but like um no it's it's like this facial recognition has always been weird that kind of stuff because even like uh back in the late 90s or 2000s um you know they had them in, in london in the ira which wear sunglasses and hats and basically beat the system <laughs> right because it's how it, gotta under, love under, the 90s yeah 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 but that's the issue like, terrorism was great i mean like <laughs> both we get back to this issue sound the, clip, both um kind of polarities in the world that we live in um China and the U.S. are equally untrustworthy to most of the rest of the world. So even our close allies in NATO. Yeah, even our. And I mean, how exactly? How do you um, sell to your people? Oh, we're gonna we're gonna deny this very lucrative deal and everything because from the country that was spying on our prime minister and got and was dumb enough to get caught spying on our prime minister. Um, You know, so it, it I when push comes to shove, how do you deny Huawei? Like, well, yeah. I mean, I think, let's say it was Hungary. Okay. They kind of put this network in, in place before. Mm-hmm. So the China, I think I probably, I'm guessing, I'm just guessing by, you know, I don't do technology. I could barely use a laptop. And like, <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> the okay, We've had several, <laughs> You the, didn't need near, to near fires and broken laptop the screens. The production of and... this podcast shows that, all right? We don't need explanations. Yeah. The audience understands. Mm-hmm. It's okay. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, and then they, it's so weird that Lex and uh, Sean disappeared. <laughs> just like in Hungary. But, like, no, it's like, you look at it, basically, you, you, you're building the framework for the easily, I guess, probably plug and play different surveillance things for different, like, data mining kind of types of, of tools, but also. It's the same thing of like all these NATO countries. Like, look at Turkey, for example, who's a NATO ally, and they uh, they keep they're buying Russian anti-aircraft systems. Not mm. a great idea. 
Not good at not, all to why? have that involved in that. For us or no, for... No, for them. Why? Because they don't want to buy stuff from everyone else now. They're, they're like, oh, we like Russia a lot now. Yeah. Because the difference... It's but, all... But, arms deals have always been... It's not about getting the best product or getting the best price. It's about political leveraging. Well, yeah, it's, it's we're a, trying to align well, with Russia. A, we're going to buy their stuff. It's an opposing it's... system, and basically the concern is that Turkey starts showing. They're like, hey, you want to go walk around this F-35 with us real quick? Yeah. And hey, we have all these American nukes like right here. <laughs> we can just rush a tank in there and take them. I, I mean, at the same time, to. the S-400, which is the one that you're talking about. It's yeah. probably the best to... Is yeah. Best it, for them. It, best, is, no, best period. It's better than anything... The, the U.S. put forward the Patriot missile Patriot as, a, as a no. as a replacement, and then the Turks and the Indians as well. Kind of, we're just like, we really we really appreciate that, <laughs> but we'll probably yeah, go with the, the other. The S four hundred is the probably the finest surface to air missile system. Well, you ever, that you, exists you ever see a Patriot missile try to shoot down? Layered. You ever see a Patriot missile try to shoot down a ballistic missile in, in Saudi? It doesn't work very well. Yeah, yeah. But this one is specifically designed to go after aircraft yeah well it's, that's well, yeah because russia's always been better at that we're the ones who design the air-to-air fighters they're the ones who compensate they're like, they're with, like oh fuck yeah, that yeah. <laughs> like, this is easier yeah but yeah it's that kind of thing like your your allies are getting stuff that's like compromising you mm-hmm. so it's like okay your our friendship is now limited and the eu is such a weird thing too so who knows how that could shape out but mm-hmm. but that then then shakes both in turkey specifically and then uh you know other NATO allies generally where it's that, all right, we see a significant security threat in this missile system Turkey is buying, that's 400. Right. And now we see a significant security threat or, again, a at minimum, a significant potential security threat with uh, Yahweh in NATO. Huawei. I'm sorry, <laughs> Huawei. Elohim. Um <laughs> Anyway, bring it back see, to my my bar for days. <laughs> we see a potential security threat with Huawei uh, in NATO, with all these other major NATO allies uh, taking, um, you know, uh, at least having them build an infrastructure or having very large components of infrastructure. Then, then shakes uh, you know reliability or shakes confidence in you know letting them come in. Yeah, I was just in Portugal, and the uh, all the ads for. Huawei's latest 5G um, 5G smartphone were pretty shocking. Same with the uh, Turkey. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, something we haven't come, I guess, really brought up is that I wonder how much debate there's been with certain countries. Because I don't think there's, I've never seen, I haven't seen protests or anything like, like regarding this. But why would we want to? Why would say? Why would any country want to give support to Huawei when you look at China's? Gross human rights violations have had even in the past year, which everything in Hong because Kong. No one cares about human rights unless it's convenient for their own political agendas. Ryan, we know this. Everyone knows this. Yeah, but no, <laughs> the simple people are usually pretty motivated by that kind of crap. Yeah. Simple people, but so I mean the plebs. That's exactly uh, to what to what both y'all said. That's very true, but that hasn't stopped any country in the entire planet. From doing business with China in the past, right? Because as as we stated, most of them, if not all of them, have significant government influence because it's a communist authoritarian government. Yet everyone does a government with them. So no matter what, you're doing business with the Chinese government, who have been doing all these terrible human rights violations forever. 
I mean, the stuff they're doing with the Uyghurs as far as surveillance is... You mean, they've been doing you, mean, it, you mean the concentration camps? <laughs> they've been doing the same thing with the Tibetans yeah. Yeah. for years, and we've been... That we're one of their biggest trading partners. So, well, I mean, yeah. Aren't but, we the? Isn't the U.S. the biggest trading partner? Uh, the exporter or import? I, I, yes. I think we import. Um, we, we import stuff like through, through U.S. based like U.S. companies in China or like through vendors. I think is the bigger thing. It's not like yeah. some, It's not like. But that's Huawei why. Or like there's not. But that's companies. why we but, have so much leverage in these yeah. trade wars is because yeah. we will probably suffer a lot but the chinese will suffer worse because you can't just transfer manufacturing to other countries where you know there's no they have labor laws exactly but at the same time they're a government that will if let's say prices go down or there's some type of labor shortage yeah they'll tell their people deal with it versus where in the u.s if the job growth or gdp growth goes down then our government will say let's change that government Mm -hmm. so I feel that that leverage is mathematically correct, but doesn't actually really relate to actual power to do anything about it. I'm I'm surprised like I'm surprised like different rights groups like make non-governmental stuff have like not kind of caught on to this and like like okay we should mobilize around this because that'd be something that would probably that could get you know at least some traction. Mobilize around what specifically? Banning Huawei, Huawei. based yeah. on based on China's abuses of, at home. I mean like it, people get mad people people. Like, Everyone's watching this shit happening in Hong Kong right now. Yeah. And then, but no one's like, I mean, we can't influence, we can't do anything about it really. Sadly. Watching is the correct verb. Yeah, I know. But like, there's tons of these fucking NGOs that exist for that kind of stuff who live for that crap. But, but it's also that, you know, what am I going to, what am I going to use my energy against? Am I going to use it against, you know, Ukraine or uh, Ukrainian corruption or Russian assassination of anybody? Or am I going to use it about China that, I know nothing. I do. The yeah. NBA can't stand up to China because the yeah the it's um, not, it's not they can't. They just won't. They don't care enough. Like it's same different. Thing. It's like but it's a fucking shitty sport anyway. So who really cares? <laughs> well, no. There's been some pushback. I, like I, th- I feel like there's been um, there's been blowback, but not nothing. Nothing that's. A I mean, effective. honestly, they've the blowback within the NBA and outside the NBA has woken up more U.S. politicians than. It, anything else has in the yeah, past which is five good. ten years yeah. so yeah call it i mean the chinese or um the nba has a lot of money invested in china but the the blowback over this one tweet is um yeah seems to be changing the calculus whereas a couple years ago there there was a more live and let live strategy and now the center has shifted to china as an adversary let's like yeah, for I for mean, a lot of different reasons. But again, like with the same, and time, not just because of the NBA. But oh yeah, yeah. But that's yeah. A, that's a whole different issue. Of like, Why is the NBA leading U.S. China relations? And how? Because we don't have <laughs> leaders anymore, and um, the people that are most admired are celebrities. Or because how we should be leading U.S. relations is there is how they connect to the NBA. I think that's yes. how U.S. foreign policy should just be Just having Donald Trump and Xi Jinping go one-on-one. Whoever gets dunked on first has to concede. Well, we know who will fucking <laughs> win, so don't say that shit. Shut up. No, no, no. <laughs> Trump will cheat. I I'm okay think with so. it. I think he's a... Yeah. 
I mean, if it was Obama, Xi Jinping, that would be yeah. Like, I'd be dropping dimes. I, on I'm going I think with that, either way on that. <laughs> either o- Obama would win. Trump's a frail old man. Like no. yes, but he would cheat, so it doesn't matter. That would be like a junior. Xi Jinping would also cheat because he's from she's chi- it's because China. That'd be like a, a good girls' junior high, like sixty minutes. Like the score was eight to six after. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'd like to see that happen, but not for any kind of stakes that mattered. I, I, I wish I could laugh, but any any team in the world could beat me at basketball, even though I'm like six foot one, because I just suck. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, I mean, that's it's a given. <laughs> I just gave Ryan a long stare. Yeah. Mostly because he's like five foot two or something like that. I, mean, I think we need yes. to settle this out on the blacktop right now across the street. <laughs> Actually, there's, 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 Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be transferring everyone to uh, the Arlington County park, fair park grounds. And, yeah. um, I, we're going to dem- do one-on-one. I demand that Space LeBron Jam uh, now be oh, played in the background. I will DJ for you. And uh, it's basically going to be Xi Jinping versus <laughs> are there, Diplomatic. Are, and, are there rules? Yes. Okay, no blood, then. no foul. That's the only rule. Oh, then it will be fine. And the foul is like, <laughs> I'll win. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> wait, wait. I, I have an injured ankle. This isn't fair. Wait a I minute. Care. I said everyone. Damn it. Oh yeah. Hey, yeah you made right. you made this. Bet. Yeah, this you is made on you it. now. This is on you now. Son of a bitch. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it's we've been rambling, I think, aimlessly for the last ten minutes. But quite. I mean, I think the main issue that we'll see is is Europeans kind of making the decision, and I think it'll come down to. And the reason I was bringing up what citizens would want to like, oppose this whole thing, besides... No, 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 no. There's no, not no, much of a citizen's no, movement no, 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 against no, no. this. One sec. Is, is, like, they could frame it a lot on the record, but also they could frame it as, we don't want to be spied on by our our government or the Chinese government by having our data being compromised constantly whenever we... Or the tweet. U.S. government, well, if you're a German citizen. Well, yeah, but, you know, it's it's like, you know, it happens sometimes. No. Well, we'll hear your question. I'm being anti-American, Lex. Well, I'm putting myself in the shoes of a German who doesn't trust the Americans or the Chinese. Here is a question to you, my friends. Uh, is there a way to regulate this that, you know, you put enough controls upon uh, Yahweh to not... <laughs> that one was on purpose. <laughs> you put enough controls upon Yahweh's influence and, you know, screening updates and uh, making sure you have controls upon equipment in order that you establish a network without giving... Huawei, and then vis-a-vis that, the Chinese government access to your critical infrastructure. I, well, I, I, uh, well, there was that study that, or the one of the focus groups in the UK that was trying to basically verify the Chinese pitch came out and said we couldn't replicate the code that was used by Huawei, and um, that's the. It's like you can if you if they give you the source code, that's one thing. But like you can't replicate anything else they use, then um, the vulnerabilities are still there. So there's always going to be vulnerabilities. I mean, it's it's like yeah. even five G in general, there will always be security issues. Like mm-hmm. don't don't get me wrong, it's not like okay, the U S makes it everything's be perfect and dandy. Technology is complicated. Yeah, it really is. It's really it's really hard, and I don't understand it. But like I pretend to sometimes. But I mean the the, the main. Yeah, you don't pretend well. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, moving on, but no, and that's I think that is. I don't think there could be enough safeguards that they could promise it, just because. Again, if 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 Huawei was it was a completely legit company that was, you know, freestanding by itself, the would be better. But because of the Chinese 
influence the Chinese government influence the issue that could be they could change the mind at any time. It could be now, six years mm-hmm. from now, who knows? Yeah, there isn't a publicly kind of Huawei like this is how we view this company. And that's I think that's the key. The the consumers the, my final thought here would be um European, US wherever consumers are not as familiar with the company as they should be and this i think more awareness of who they are what they represent i mean people understand when they see a clip or now they do at least when they see a clip from rt they're seeing a clip from the russian government and it's not obviously one for one but this kind of consumer the rt is what a russia today yeah or no it's now it's known as rt but yeah um, that's what it is <laughs> yeah no this because uh, like there's not that i just as you are not an expert on the technical side of things but there's never going to be a foolproof um you know safeguard firewall against this kind of interference yeah. but the more consumer knowledge you have the better off society is so that's kind of my that's what i would put forward as a an alternative to this sort of we're going to arrest people in Canada, and we're going to cause all kinds of shit. Um, that's not going to. That's that'll maybe give us some good headlines, but won't actually change the fact that we're still very exposed to Huawei. And he he's referencing that a Huawei CE or some type of chief officer was yeah. arrested in Canada for yeah, um, and very quickly extradited to the U.S. Yes, right, yeah, but like, nope, <laughs> get him, go get him. But but but, but that at, at minimum. It's a, it's an authoritarian government that has significant influence over a company that's then building infrastructure that will then deem how everybody, no matter who you are, like mm-hmm. you know, up to your grandma, will then communicate, and that that government will then have influence over that, or could have influence whenever it wanted. That's that's the problem. Yeah, and my last thought of this kind of thing is that. Hopefully, mostly Europe, and hopefully, most, actually, most countries kind of realize, like, hey, it's not worth the risk. Just wait for other companies to develop better stuff that it needs to it's be. Not the worst. It's yeah, it's not worth the risk. But like, who else? I mean, someone else comes along, and there's another risk. There's always going to yeah, be a it's risk. Gonna be, yeah, and, be, and while be, that's be, happening, be, be at risk from America. <laughs> rather we're than not. To... <laughs> we're not talking as citizens of America right now. No, we're I know. Talking, no, I know. Yeah. I know. I know. It's it's not an easy thing, and like, but rather rather the devil you know than the devil you don't, because like to a certain extent, because like you get a European company that has like okay, we've now got five G, and it's a little more mm-hmm. expensive, you know, whatever, da da da, but it's not Huawei, which it could be. It was like it's why which, nobody which, trusts which, Chinese infrastructure firms to build things like yeah like pay a little more you get a little better kind of situation yeah but, but that's what consumers short... need to know Te- tech companies in europe are doing a real bad job of competing with them they I'm are just fucking saying like do better and us so but then if yeah. if those Buy companies American. are doing poorly then they have the you know the opportunity cost of how i how do i get ahead of you know getting ahead of the next curve or getting ahead of the next whatever that case might be it might be by adopting 5g sooner than everyone else which mm-hmm. is why you then race towards the company that's currently doing it well, Yahweh. I mean, Huawei. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens. But anyway, that was almost dramatic. Thanks, guys. Thank you. You know what to fucking say?
Maryland. Okay, it works. <laughs>